0: struggle is something that we will all face at some point in our lives. It looks like many different things and impacts us in very specific ways. We're digging in so we can navigate it well and flourish in the struggle. You're listening to Planet and Flourishing with Kristen Andrus. Our guest today is just a delight to be around. We're chatting with him about his new venture, a brand new book that he's just authored and published. He's a guy who's passionate about speaking life, demonstrating the power of love, giving hope, and focusing on the next step forward. If you live in the Baltimore area, it's possible you've heard him on Bright FM as he DJs for that station. Todd Gaddy, we are so delighted to have you. Stephen and I are here ready to chat about your new book that just came out.
1: Thanks. I'm glad to be with you guys.
0: Yeah. And so the topic of this book, I feel like I need some ominous music in the background, (laughs) is parenting, which I feel like so many of us are just kind of floundering right now with, you know, especially Mm. if we have teenagers or kids that are young adults, it really, Mm -hmm. the, the whole landscape of life changes yeah. when we hit that phase. But tell us about your new book and kind of maybe what brought this to the forefront for you and, and, and caused you to dive off into this venture.
1: Yeah. So the good news is it only took me 20 years to write, which is <laughs> <Wow>. great. <laughs> well,
0: then you've got uh, some great resources for us, I I'm do. sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In fact, the the basis of the book we're going to make it is... 22 years essentially of, uh, of some journaling as a dad. Now, I'm not of the world's greatest personal journaler day to day. I probably, you know, I want to do, I'm always one of those I want to do better at that. But when it comes to parenting, I found it rather easy to write. And it's really the way I process life is I write a lot and just kind of in doing that process. Um, it helps me get it out of my head and my emotions down into a computer or on paper, yeah, so um, I just have done it throughout the years of raising our two girls, and um you know everything from when they were just little bitty things, just the the challenges of that and the joys of that all the way up through becoming teenagers and navigating high school and all the stuff that brings, and then now they're both. Uh, on their own. And that brings a lot of dynamics (laughs) and trying to help them every step of that way in an imperfect way, of course, but an intentional way. And so I decided to take all of those, those, that stuff and kind of synthesize it down, add some things to, to pull it all together. And so what people are reading really are, is my processing over the last 22 years of being a dad um and it's written in in light of our two girls but it's very applicable to both girls and boys and and not just dads but dads and moms so um that's kind of the, the genesis of of it all how it all began
2: yeah and i i want to say as a dad like i loved this book i loved the way it was written um it was there was so much gold in each chapter but i have to admit that like chapter 10 Was my favorite, Mm. and it just left me in a puddle. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, I I was going to say I'm glad, but I'm (laughs) kind of, but thank you for saying that. Yeah,
2: being the dad of a 17 year old daughter, um, and reading your letters to your daughters was, it was just Mm. beautiful and inspiring and encouraging. And I just, I think it's going to be so helpful and inspirational to anyone that picks this book up. There's so much in it, but chapter 10 definitely was what a great way to to kind of land the plane there at the end. It was, well, it was I appreciate
1: beautiful. that. I honestly, Stephen, I was a little bit hesitant. And I think I wrote about that at the start of the chapter, hesitant mm-hmm. to include those letters for no other reason, other than they're very personal. Mm-hmm. And uh, um there's a part of you that is a little bit um anxious about, you know, exposing that, that part mm-hmm. of your life uh, that you have with your children. However, um I also know, and maybe you're, what kind words prove that um, we're all in kind of the same boat, right? As dads and moms, there's a lot of commonality when it comes to raising kids. And um, and so I thought, you know, as as anxious as I may feel about including that, um, maybe if this can help other dads and moms not have to feel like they have to reinvent the wheel in how to do this kind of thing and to be more intentional I, I probably am going to say that word a lot just because yeah. i think that's really important um so yeah thank you for that feedback uh they were they there was all kind of processing again for me of how to write these letters and they were they were kind of in real time as i mentioned in the book they were during puberty for one of the letters was right in the middle of puberty for one of the girls and one of the letters was navigating the college expenses and screen time and social media so it's, yeah in real time so thank you for that
2: yeah, and you, you just said, like, we're all trying to figure this out, and I loved your line in Chapter 3, this little secret that none of us as parents know exactly what we're doing. <laughs>
1: yeah, amen to that, yeah. <laughs> but
2: God honors the purity of our motive. That's so helpful. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And I, I really do believe that. we it, It's... It's kind of this—I uh, don't know—it's kind of this social media symptomology. If that's not even a word, but we look Sounds at other good. parents, we look at other parents and think, "Oh, they got it all together," you know? they Their kids are perfect, and I'm—I'm mm. I'm, I'm nothing as a parent. Well, no, we're just seeing the highlights. And the fact is, we all live in the real world, and we all have arguments, and we often navigate through difficulties. So, yeah, uh, I really do believe that. And and yet, in the midst of that with intention, there is success and there can be. And I think that's an important message to get across.
0: I think we undervalue the effectiveness of simply being intentional, right? We sometimes have this picture as parents that um, parenting is this well-planned script that is perfected before it has any effect, but that's not realistic and that's just not how it works, right? But creating connection with our kids with intentional acts can be incredibly powerful and impactful. Yeah. I you know, I appreciate
1: you saying that. I, I think there is so much to be said about steadiness as parents. I, I think parenting is a lot of this. You know, we tend to want this all the time, you know, up and to the right. Um, but that's not life. That that that's not parenting. That's not that 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 that's that sounds good but in real in reality it's just not the way it is and so right. i think what we can do is to be as steady as we can with intention and uh that steadiness and that consistency uh they're not looking for perfection i i believe that yeah. with my heart our kids don't need perfection cuz we can't provide that ultimately as parents yeah but we can be consistent and so um i think god honors that consistency so yeah
2: yeah, and you mentioned that 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 when you're talking about your daughter, that her heart needs consistency, not perfection. Yeah. I I once heard it related this way that parenting is like the um the lap bar on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. That when you sit down in a roller coaster, everyone tugs at the bar, yeah. not hoping that it will release, but yeah. just needing to know that it's secure. Yeah. It's just, that consistently, I need to know. Mom and Dad are going to be here, and you just you convey that over and over through this book. How to consistently love our kids, even through hard stuff. It was it was very very good.
1: Yeah, I love that illustration, Stephen, the the and the the lap bar illustration. Um, our 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 consistency, I think, creates that security, and I think kids want that. They they definitely put tug at that bar for sure. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and as so she's to get older. So as parents, you know, we have to be careful not to freak out when they start tugging. That's normal. That's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the midst of, it's, it's it's this great paradox. In the midst of that, they still want security. And mm-hmm. and and our efforts at making sure that lap bar is pushed down appropriately mm-hmm. build security in their heart. Now they may not verbalize that as they get older. They may verbalize the opposite, actually. But inside, um, they they want that security and our our consistency can help provide that.
0: And looking beyond that that response to the lap bar is Mm -hmm. really challenging. And I know talking with some other moms recently, that's one of the things we've been talking about is how their response to our parameters Mm -hmm. just really can it can mess us up in the head because if we if we focus on that as parents, then we're going to go down a trail that's not going to be in their best interest. It's going to relieve the pressure off of us. And sometimes the, the, the drive and the desire to relieve that pressure off of us as parents is it's overwhelming and it's very strong and Mm. fighting against that is It's sketchy sometimes, man, it really that balance between trying to make sure that our kids are safe and our parameters are set, but also having the energy to be able to maintain that—that's mm-hmm. such a—it's it, it, a gamble and it's a—it's—it's a roller coaster ride in itself because it's—it's it, it, yeah. it's, some days you feel like, man, we handled that situation like right. pros, man. Like we've been doing this for a long time, <laughs> right? And right. then other High days, vibes. yeah, other days we're scraping ourselves up off the pavement, <laughs> thinking, dear God, what just happened.
1: Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it is a roller coaster ride. I told Brenda the other night, and I really do believe this, too, that parenting is is this um, if you can imagine a a vertical line going from the parent down to the child, not in a pejorative way, not in a they're they're nothing, but in a Mm. just an authority way. Right. As parents, we're always going to be our children's authority. That will never change as long as we live. So there's always a a vertical nature to our relationship with our kids. But here's the kicker, and I think this is what kind of the tension that we're describing, especially as the children get older. That vertical line starts to do this. It starts to move to a more horizontal position. And we start to see our children not only growing up physically, their stature but emotionally and, and and socially and the way they interact with us. And that line becomes more horizontal the older they get. And before too long, you know, our kids are 19 and 22. It's a very horizontal conversation now that we have with them. They're never our peers. And we run into problems, don't we, as parents, if we take that approach? We're never going to be our the peers of our children. That's a whole nother discussion in and of itself. There always will be the authority there but it's, it's the recognition that the horizontal has now taken over for more of the vertical and, um, and, and and managing that dynamic is that's a process and that, that there are successes there and there are failures there. Um, but, but I think understanding that ahead of time can maybe help us deal with some of that, that occurring, um, and give us a little bit of hope that, we're not failures (laughs) when we have to scrape ourselves up, you know?
2: Yeah. That's good. There's a very common theme through your book of unconditional love. Mm. Can you speak to that? And maybe like, I think there's probably, well, all of us as parents, we need to hear you're going to make it like, how do you unconditionally love maybe a child or young person that's, um, not receiving your love or they're defiant in some way, rebellious, it's difficult, it's challenging. Can you, can you kind of shine some light on that?
1: Yeah. Well, that's a big question there. (laughs) Um, I, I mentioned several times in the book, um, the need for verbally affirming our love for our children, um, in a very, here's the word again, intentional way. Um, Um, And and when I mentioned that it's, it's from the very earliest stage all the way up. And it's, it's literally carving out a moment of each day that they're with you in, in your life until they go on their own of literally getting on their level. When I say that, I actually literally mean physically on their level. If they're a little infant or if they're a teenager or an adult getting on their level, looking them in the eyes Mm. and speaking the words, I love you directly to your child where nothing else is distracting. They hear you saying that. And maybe, maybe this hits so deeply because honestly, as a, as a child growing up, I heard that from my mother. I didn't hear that a lot from my father. I never thought he didn't love me. I just didn't hear that a lot. And so probably part of the reason I make such a issue of this in the book is because a bit of a corrective maybe in my life trying to trying to do uh intentionally with my children maybe what i i missed a little bit in my childhood but i recognize i think how important it is that they hear that now sometimes when we say that it's going to be after the night before when there was an argument about xyz mm. <laughs> but they're going to hear us again say something for the umpteenth time and it's going to, there's going to be a little bit of a, a tension there in their minds, I'm sure. But to hear that again, um, I mentioned in the book to say, tell them you love them before you discipline them.
2: Yes. <laughs> They're
1: probably not going to believe you.
0: <laughs>
1: um, they probably won't like to hear you say that, but say it to them. And then especially say it to them after you discipline them because your book ending, what is a necessary episode of their life, discipline is important in the right way, done the right way, but you're bookending that with love. And it speaks to the fact that good or bad, I'm with you and you're mine. And I I accept you and I affirm you as a human being and my child. And I I, I want that relationship with you. Um and so and good. and I think as they get older, um, Kristen and Stephen, I think it's important to also even say things like, "I love you and nothing's gonna change that, obviously that has to be lived out, and there will be tests to that those verb those that verbiage um, but to tell them that tell them that 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 nothing will change that and um so yeah, I think there's different ways we can reinforce that idea.
2: I loved your your point about getting on their level, like looking in their eyes. Um, just recently someone some some friends had a, a newborn and the baby was just a few weeks old and kind of suddenly and unexpectedly they just placed the baby in my arms. Mm. And our kids are older. I haven't held a newborn in a long time. And yeah. um it was an emotional thing for mm. me to look in the face of that innocent baby. And I did not I didn't want to take my eyes off of this baby, and I could you know, just, just the innocence of that child. And I think as our kids grow, maybe we forget that. Like, Mm, you know, whenever our kids are, are, are babies, we, we look them in the face constantly and and our face is the first thing that they see and they receive love and security and affection from that. And I'm just hearing through this book, like you're reiterating over and over again, keep being that loving, unconditional, consistent face of love before your children, even when they're older.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that could be as simple as, I mean, even yesterday, I haven't done it today. I will, <laughs> but yesterday, just texting my girls individually. Mm. Just want to let you know, I love you. And, um, you know, and telling them that if I'm on a phone call or FaceTime with them. Um, it, uh, so much of parenting is not like rocket science. It, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's doing what is important repeatedly. And, mm. um, and I just believe that our children respond to that. Um, and and there will, again, I'm not saying anything that every mom and dad doesn't know, but there will be ups and downs and they will test the parameters and they will, you know, kick against the pricks and they will do all those things that are normal for kids. But there's so much good we can do if we'll just consistently do it and, and, and in an unconditional, unconditional way, do it. Mm.
0: And that's such an opposite message that they're getting from, society, you know, they, they, what they see is if something ticks you off, if something doesn't live up to your expectations, if something is different than what you expected, then Mm -hmm. you let it go. Yeah. And so that, that consistent message of, I love you regardless is Mm -hmm. so powerful and impacting. And even when they don't show it, even mm-hmm. when they don't act like they're receiving it, it's planning something deep inside that they're not gonna be able to forget. It's like yeah. planning God's word in their life. You know, they yeah. they they may walk a different road for a while, but they're never gonna forget yeah. where the safety is. Yeah. For you know, to to always be able to come back to the safety of mom and dad's love and 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 their home and that environment that we've intentionally created yeah um, so that they can thrive into healthy adults
1: yeah it, that that's a great way to put it we are planting we are planting and like any person who plants stuff they don't see it immediately and we're planting things that we won't see until they're well into their adult years and probably until their parents and we may be off the scene, but our grandchildren and our great grandchildren will be benefiting from our consistency that has moved down the line of, of the generations. And so that, that's pretty cool to have that kind of influence. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, in a way that is honoring God, that honors our children. And, um, yeah. So I, I do. I think it's so, so very important, uh, to, to be speaking those things, speak life to our children. Um, let them know we're on their team. We're in their corner, uh, that nothing they do could ever keep us from loving them. We're not going to like everything they do. They won't like everything we do, Mm -mm. but we're together and we're going to be together.
0: Right. And, and while you were talking about that a minute ago, I, I had one of those moments this week with Ashlyn, as a matter of fact, you talked about sometimes you don't see the, um, Product of that seed until later in life, and I had a moment with Ashlyn this week where I was like, "Oh, that's why my mom did that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, right. Forty something years old, and I'm still <laughs> right. learning yeah. and unraveling the um, the dynamics that go into parenting yes. a kid. You know, it's a lifelong yes. lesson for all of us.
1: It is, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of a lot of things packed in there, isn't there? That we yes. just realize later on.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely right. <laughs>
2: uh, do you, yeah. uh, again, I'm going to go back to your letters because it mm-hmm. just it melted me. Um, <laughs> you said, what makes you beautiful is your existence. Yeah. What a countercultural statement. Yeah. When when culture is saying you have to do this, accomplish this, have this many followers. And you you address that as well in the book. But what makes you beautiful is your existence. And reminds me of... Um, Something John O'Donohue said in The Invisible Embrace, he said, the human soul is hungry for beauty. Mm. We seek it everywhere in landscape, music, art, clothes, furniture, gardening, companionship, love, religion, and in ourselves. Mm. No one would desire not to be beautiful. When we experience the beautiful, there is a sense of homecoming. Mm. And reading that line, it just it touched me. What makes Mm. you beautiful is your existence. You're just bringing them home to the beauty that God has has placed in their existence. Yeah. You know,
1: one of my favorite words in the English language is the word existential. It's such Mm. a fun word to say. I like saying the word existential. (laughs) makes me sound brilliant, right? (laughs) Um, But it's a beautiful word, too, because um, the value we have as individuals, generally speaking, as humanity – And even more so as our, in our, in our parent child relationships, the value our children have is, is not transactional. It's not, it's not transactional in nature. What, what they can do for me, how they can affirm me. Now, dysfunctional parenting. Leads to some of that, right? Uh, they're trying, we're trying to live through our children, right? We want them to mm-hmm. make up for maybe things we've, we've not had in our past, but, but I think that's dysfunctional. But at its core, our children, uh, their value isn't transactional. It is existential. It is because they exist. That is what gives them value. And obviously as a person of faith, I recognize that that is something god given uh, it is they're made in the image of God and that alone X out case closed that alone mm-hmm. gives them value and worth and yeah. so I think um I think that's it's very very important to as they grow help them to understand that it's not it's not what they do it's 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 who they are that makes them a person of worth and value in our oh, eyes man. and in God's eyes yeah
0: Absolutely. Because that's, again, contrary to the cultural message that they're going to be getting. And, you know, that message shifts, you Mm -hmm. know, right now we're seeing a massive movement in the pro-life anti, you Mm -hmm. know, anti-abortion movement. And and so what's being spoken is that, you know, life is just, it's not a big deal. So Mm -hmm. how much more does that communicate to our kids that, you know? If you don't look this way, if you don't yeah. contribute something amazing to society, then you're not worth anything. Yeah. And reiterating that to them verbally, I, man, I just, I don't think I'm totally grasping. And I hope that the more I think on this, that I will, but just grasp how deeply impacting. And foundational that can be for their whole life and what they do end up going into, you know, as adults and how they do live their life and raise their own children and establish their own families. It all goes back to what we're pouring into them, um, you know, at at birth all the way Mm -hmm. through up to where they, they step out on their own.
1: Yeah. And, and can I just insert something here, especially maybe to dads, um, we carry such a great weight and, and role um, in helping our children understand this. Um, Certainly dads and moms do, but if I could just, you know, just reiterate to my fellow fathers, um, we, we possess a tremendous opportunity and privilege and responsibility to show our children, boys or girls What our heavenly father is like. Mm. What we say to our kids and how we interact with our children as a dad will go a long way in informing and creating in their mind and their hearts what God is like. And that is such a, that's such a weighty thing, but also such a great privilege. And we have to be very vigilant about that, very careful, very, um, intentional, very hopeful. Uh, but to understand just the responsibility that is and, and, and not like it's a unknowable responsibility or an undoable responsibility. The great thing is that God gives us opportunity and refines us as men and women to show them that love and show them that character of who he is. Uh, but, but dads, we, we have such a great opportunity to shoulder that and help our kids see that in a way that is, um, is real life and touchable uh they take their view of God oftentimes from the way they view me as their dad. And so I, I wanna I wanna maximize that opportunity.
2: That's good. And and you mentioned um you're gonna be a better model. You said I'm gonna be a better model at what this looks like. Yeah. Like it is a weighty role mm-hmm. to to model the love of God. And that's what I see through through your book is our father's love for us and how we can manifest that for our kids and it is a weighty thing. It's it's also such a gift, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To to partner with God in expressing his image and his view of our kids to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we don't always get it right. We're humans. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, yep exactly. Um,
1: yeah. But, and and yeah, and I think too, uh, you know, I, I mentioned in the book how I treat my wife Brenda. Is important for how I treat her, obviously, as a fellow human being and my life partner. But it's speaking to my children who happen to be girls who one day probably are going to be interested in getting married. And so how I as a, as a man treat my wife, who happens to be their mother is going to go a long way in in informing in their hearts how their prospective spouse or boyfriend should treat them. And so th- there, there is such a, a depth, I think, to this role we have as dads and moms that, um, in, in some ways, it's, um, if I'm being completely candid, some ways it's a little, oh my goodness. <laughs> this is really, really important. Um, but on the other hand, it's not like we're in it just by ourselves. Uh, we learn from one another. We certainly learn from our Heavenly Father. And, uh, but, but it, suffice it to say, it, it, it really has a lot of ways in, in which it affects our children.
0: I feel like, um, this is a lesson that I learned much later in my life that the way I viewed God was tied directly to how Mm -hmm. I viewed my relationship with my father. And so I feel like if there's people listening that really in, in hearing what we're talking about, maybe some light bulbs are coming on for you. Mm -hmm. And man, I would just encourage you to work through that with somebody so that you can have enjoyment in your relationship with God. Because I feel like, man, we miss out on so much because we are misinterpreting God's love for us as parents yeah. because of the way that we interacted with our families and mm-hmm. we're missing out on so much. And so yeah. to be able to live to the full, like God wants us to, um, maybe we need to do some work and maybe we yeah. need to get with somebody that can help walk us through and undo those lies, those foundational lies that we've built our lives on. Yeah. Um, and in it, in turn, we can, adjust the way that we're interacting with our kids as well. So that like you're saying, when they get older, their, their view of God is going to be one of a loving father ready to embrace us, even in our mess ups and even in our shortcomings Yeah, that we'll have an accurate picture of how he really feels about Mm. us.
1: That's so well said. And isn't it interesting too, uh, while you were saying that it reminded me, isn't it interesting too, that when our kids are little, and we tell them something they believe it we don't have to like not you don't have to say not you gotta you gotta trust me on this when they're little yeah. and we say hey such and such they believe us why because we're their mom and dad right and right. they believe their mom and dad um i think that simplicity is is ultimately why do we believe that god loves us because he told us he did it's not it's not super complicated (laughs) now it's it's deep it's very deep but i think that relationship and what you're suggesting Kristen, is so important because that relationship is meant to be simply profound i i don't know how else to say that but but in a way that just we believe what god has told us he's our father he loves us he wants what's best for us and he's he he we know that because he sent his son to die for us <laughs> he he yeah. initiated that and in our mm-hmm. on our for our benefit and so we see that that love demonstrated there so yeah
2: so Todd there's there's one thing that your book is missing okay okay I want to point out one thing your book is missing please do
1: second edition uh, coming soon
2: <laughs> <laughs> no this is not something you want to add it's, okay. mi- it's missing shame <laughs> yeah it's missing shame a lot of times parenting books tend to be um They introduce a little bit of shame with you should do this. You should have done that. You know, if you're not doing this, you're doing it wrong. But -hmm. this book is such an uplifting, like, as a matter of fact, in your chapter circling back or circle back, like you say over and over again, be encouraged, Mm -hmm. be encouraged. It's just repeated over and over again. So I just want to say that if you're listening to this podcast and you're hearing us talk and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, Todd wrote this book and he's got it all figured out. And, you know, this podcast making me feel like I'm not doing things right. No, (laughs) take a peek at the book. Go through it. It's going. It's going to help you. It's going to give you very, very practical tools, things you can immediately begin to apply today. Sending a text message, a text message mm-hmm. will take yeah. you two seconds, and he even gives you the words to say if you're not yeah. good at <laughs> it. <Right. laughs> he, right. he puts the words out there, but yeah. it's a very helpful, uplifting, and encouraging book, and I think people are really going to benefit from it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that so much, and I, and I will just say, if you're a dad or a mom and you haven't got it right, and maybe you've maybe you've messed up on a few things and it's a fractured relationship with your kids and it doesn't seem to be getting better. Um, I'm not going to like pretend that tomorrow you're going to read this book and tomorrow everything's going to be great. I us just be honest that that probably won't happen, but <laughs> I will say this. I will quickly add with intention and consistency from this point on, it can begin new. It can yes, begin new yes, and it's, right. it's never too late to be a good parent ever. Right. Even when your kids are grown. Uh, now again, they, it may take a while of credibility building in your, in your relationship, but it's never too late. It, it, it's ne- it's never bad to say, okay, you know what? I haven't got it right multiple times, but today's going to be different. Say that, start again, be encouraged, take the next step forward. Um, uh, We can't change what's in the past. We wish we can, but we can't. Um, But we can move forward. So, yeah. But thank you for that reminder. Yeah, be encouraged. It's it's a big task, but we can do it. We can do it.
2: Yeah. And I want to throw out just a few things that you mentioned here. You've Mm -hmm. got great lists in here. I love that you have. I love lists. It's very... Yeah, you yeah, got practical too. list, and, and and one of the things you have is like nineteen things to do with your children that they'll never forget. Right. And right. that that chapter is all about creating memories. You know, buy something at a child's lemonade stand, leave a ridiculously big tip. Yeah. Stop and help someone who has a flat tire. Don't worry if your if your clothes get dirty. Pay for the right. car behind you. Just right. such practical things. of uh, watching episodes of of a show on YouTube together, just yeah. some very practical things you can do right now, mm-hmm. like you said, if you haven't been doing these things, it's not to shame anyone but it what an opportunity to just pull one of these lists out or something off these lists and say i'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do something different today, yeah. You might right. get some funny looks from your kids, yeah. but hey, but right.
1: yeah. don't yeah. we Part live for that of as parents? That's yes. right. Yeah. You'll probably get mocked, but that's okay. You know, worse things could happen. So, <laughs> Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, Todd, it's been so nice to just chat with you about this book, and I'm excited for people to be able to get this in their hands. It's available on Amazon, right? Or mm-hmm. through your yep. website. Yeah, um, All of that information will be in the show notes. So um, let it now. You've got something coming up not too long from here I we love to have yeah. you share that too.
1: Yeah, I do. So I've I've started book 2 um and um uh, that's coming up in the spring. I left it seasonal on purpose so I don't peg it too too, too yeah. specific and miss the deadline, but I do have plans to in the spring release a second book. Uh it's going to be uh, life life experiences. I, I the tentative title right now is life stuff. It's just things to remember about life. I feel like in some ways I'm reaching the point in my life when um I have enough experiences that could be helpful for, and to share them. Um and so I, I feel like I'm finding my voice a little bit there. And so that's this book's gonna be an attempt to kind of synthesize a lot of that and and everything from communication to motivation to how to get along with people and just things that I think could be practical. So yeah, that's gonna be coming up in the in the spring.
0: That's great. I've often said, if I knew at 20 years old, what I know now, yeah. wouldn't that be so helpful? Well, now yeah, we've got right. a book to help now us out we got with a that. book,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. Todd, thank you for just the time, energy, and effort that you have put into writing from your life experience, your parenting experience, and your book, is a gift to parents. You are a gift and thank you for your investment in the the next book. We look forward to that as well.
1: Thanks guys. I I just appreciate it so much. Your kindness fills my tank. I appreciate that very much on a personal level. And and certainly thank you for what you all do. I know the podcast blesses a lot of people, not just today, but every episode. So thanks for letting me be a part of it.
0: Absolutely. It's been a joy. Thanks so much for listening today. Contact information is in the show notes below. And we hope to see you again soon.